There has been so little news out of the entertainment industry because of, you know, the world is on fire. (laughs) And I miss talking about it. I really do. It's never the easiest thing to figure out what I want to say or actually come up with something that's not just a hot take. But I've missed it. And it's been such a long time. I don't know how many of the people listening even remember that I used to do that. But I did. And with DC Fandom happening over the weekend, which is the worst name for a virtual convention that has ever been named in the history of naming, there's a lot of trailers out. And so I want to talk about them on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, or that person on YouTube who does the weird videos and the really long write-ins. <laughs> Hi! So, yeah, a lot has been going on, and I want to be excited. I want to be excited, and I'm going to hold off talking about whether I am or am not until we get to each individual project in the lineup. But I just want to start with this whole virtual convention thing that's going on. Normally I go to shore leave and they're doing this like really long virtual convention and there are more events still planned and more things that they're doing. And I like that they're trying to keep the community engaged, but it's just not the same thing. It's just not the same thing. Virtual conventions are interesting and they are necessary right now in a time of social distancing when, as I have been saying, the world is on fire. Because, yeah, you really don't want to have a whole bunch of people packed into a little room doing things, do you? At least I don't. (laughs) Some people, oh, some people. But the fandom event, really, just adding an E... Like, fandom is a thing that everybody knows, and so you just add an E, and you're like, it's like the Thunderdome, or whatever. DC, you're showing your lack of creativity. (laughs) You really are. And it hurts me. It hurts me to my core, because I absolutely love so many DC properties, from Batman to Green Lantern to Stargirl I, I I just, I'm such a huge fan, Constantine Sandman, which is apparently now a DC property because the audiobook that came out says DC comics on it. Yeah. I, 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 Swamp Thing. Oh, don't even get me started on Swamp Thing. Which actually, before we get into everything, what in the world is going on with Swamp Thing? Because they didn't make an announcement, at least none that I heard or have been able to find. And if you know, please let me in on the secret because when dc unlimited happened i subscribed immediately because i wanted to be able to read comics again fairly simply because i love my comics and they had original shows and titans eventually got good but swamp thing was good from the beginning it was a really good show 
but it was canceled before the first episode was ever posted. So it wasn't canceled because of low ratings or anything. And there's been rumors about backstage drama and all kinds of stuff. But now, because there's a dearth of new content coming out, apparently they're going to be showing Swamp Thing on the CW. And I'm fine with that because it's a really good show. So if you haven't seen it, it's going to be coming out on the CW if you don't have a DC Unlimited account. But it's only one season. And unless you're doing more, are you doing more? Is it moving over to the CW? What's going on here? Because I really enjoyed the show and I love that you're sharing it with a larger audience, but it just feels like you're trying to fill time on your schedule unless you're bringing it back. Inquiring minds have to know. Are you bringing it back? Are we getting more? Please let me know if you have any information on the future fate of the Swamp Thing TV series. So let's begin with Wonder Woman 1984. And I... This, this is a great place to begin when talking about what's going on over at DC, just because I they found a way to simultaneously get me really excited and to make me never want to watch this movie all in one trailer. And I don't understand how they're capable of doing that. I really don't. So... Yes, I'm excited that Patty Jenkins is directing and that she wrote the story with Jeff Johns and four other people because this movie was made by a committee. So the story came from Jeff Johns and Patty Jenkins and then David um, Callahan, Jeff Johns, and Patty Jenkins put it together. So that's the movie that we're getting. It's been doctored. It's, it's, It's gone through the process. And it shows. And it shows. So, I'm going to start with what I'm not happy about so we can end on a kind of good note. I don't like that this looks like a reboot. I don't like that we're seeing clips of her childhood just because I'm so tired of origin stories and I feel like they're going to do touch-ups on her origin story because that's what they're doing. The moment Chris Pine showed up in the trailer, like, I knew he was going to be in the movie, but that that's where my interest died. That, that right there is where my interest died. And it's not because it's Chris Pine. It's because Steve Trevor should be dead. His sacrifice is one of the most powerful moments in the first movie. And it, it, it's undone. It's, it's completely undone. That, mo- that moment is meaningless. Anytime we rewatch that movie, that moment is meaningless. And yeah, they're probably going to do something to mollify that feeling like it's not really him or it's time travel or parallel universe or something. I don't know, but no, (laughs) no, Steve should be dead. Steve should be dead. Maybe he's a ghost. I don't know. We'll see, but he should be dead. I don't want to see him in this movie at all because it, it just drags it down. And lastly, please, 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 DC, hire some people to fix up the special effects before this movie goes live, because, let's be honest, the thing that pulled Suicide Squad down, other than the, you know, story and editing, was the really bad special effects. And the thing that really hurt Justice League, other than, you know, the story and the editing, was 
the really bad special effects. And this... Like, when I watched this with the hubby, the first words that came out of the hubby's mouth was, oh, so it's Wonder Woman versus the Cats movie. That's not a good look, DC. That is not a good look. And you have to realize that. I mean, Kristen Wiig is a very interesting actor to play Cheetah. And I'm so excited to see Cheetah and Max Lord. But it has to look good. It has to look good. And this didn't at all look good. And I don't know what they're going to do about that. I really don't. So, yeah, like I said, Cheetah, I'm so there for Cheetah. And they kind of played down Max Lord, so I don't know what we're going to be doing with him. I am kind of tired of the two villain superhero movies, because, you know, one, one villain will do. Like, you, you don't you don't have to use all the villains. And maybe if this is setting something up, like Cheetah's the villain of this movie, and it's setting up Max Lord to be the villain of the next movie, or something like that. Okay. Okay, I, I, I can deal with that. But, I mean, you have two really good actors here in Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal. And I don't feel like you're going to use them to the best of their abilities. So, I, I, I don't know if anything will ever get me out to a theater again. I'm going to be quite honest with you about that. Especially not until there are vaccines and whatnot available. But this movie is definitely not going to do it. <laughs> nope. I, I will wait to either rent it or until it's up on HBO Max eventually. So, that's not a good way to start the day when we're doing an excitement thing, is it? So, of course, we all knew there was going to be some kind of a teaser for the Justice League, the so-called Snyder Cut, or Justice League Redux, as I like to call it. Okay. (laughs) I'm fine. Like, I I enjoyed these actors in these parts. I'm fine. It's not the Snyder Cut, and I wish they would stop lying to people and pretending it's the Snyder Cut, because it's not because that movie was never finished, and if it was the Snyder Cut, they wouldn't be doing reshoots and having people in to do further acting in front of cameras. But sure, fine. Okay, we're going to call it the Snyder Cut. Whatever. It it, it looked looked fine. Okay, so we're going to get the Apocalypse War. It looks like we're actually going to get Justice League 1 and 2 out of this, maybe, because... It looks like we're not just getting Dawn of Justice, but we're going to get the actual war. Uh, okay. I mean, you showed us what I guess is a bad CG facsimile of Darkseid. And this is... I hate to keep going back to it, and I hate to keep harping on it, but... DC, your TV shows have better special effects than your movies do sometimes. And that's wrong and backwards... Like, you need to have somebody look at your budgets, because TV budgets are notoriously thin, and movie budgets are overbloated. So if you're going to be doing a movie, you need to have better better special effects than what I could see on the CW. I'm just saying, if the CW is besting you, 
you may have messed up. And this didn't look good. Granted, it's early days, and I keep telling myself with all of these projects that it's, it's early days. They're, they're going to get there. And I have a HBO Max subscription, at least for now, so there's a good chance I'm going to watch it. But it didn't... It didn't thrill me. It didn't excite me. You just went, oh, look, here's things that you've already seen and a few things that you haven't. And, oh, we're going to show how Barry Allen met. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. More Barry Allen's not a bad thing. I have weird feelings about Ezra Miller now because I used to really like him. And then, you know, the thing that I don't want to talk about because it makes me sad. But it didn't go anywhere. Like, if you're making me a promise, and that's really what this is, because a trailer is a promise. Okay, so we're going to get a bad CG dark side, and we're going to get to see bad CG versions of Henry Cavill and the rest fighting a bad CG dark side. I'll just wait for the video game. <laughs> I mean, what? You, you have to figure this out. You have to get a bit better about this if you're going to generate excitement. And I'm sure for some people they did get excited because there are people that really wanted to see the Snyder Cut and really do believe that there is a secret good version of this movie that could and should have been released if tragedy had not intervened. And I'm trying to be very careful here because I still feel like I don't know if it's too soon to go after Zack Snyder because of the tragedy that befell his family. But uh, that moratorium will end the day the first episode of this airs. And I get to see this new Justice League or maybe when the next trailer comes out because that should be enough time. Because this looks like an overly micromanaged Zack Snyder, which he needs, which he would benefit from. Someone telling him what he can and cannot do would probably be a really, really good thing for him. He has a very good eye, eye, but his idea is not so much. So maybe they're going to micromanage him because Zack Snyder doesn't do happy. And this really tried to show happy and hopeful. And those are not Zack Snyder's trademarks. Maybe he's changed. I don't know. I mean, tragedy befalling you does have a tendency to change a person. But... Yeah. Yet again, you have set yourself up, at least for me, to have low expectations so that you can hobble across a finish line. And as long as you don't fall down, as long as it's not fan four stick, it will look like a victory. And I just, I want more. I want more. And then you went overboard. (laughs) Like you've underwhelmed, you've underwhelmed. And then you just went and tried to overwhelm me with superlatives. I don't know if that's going to work. DC is the savior of James Gunn. And James Gunn is the savior of DC. Now that they are together... All shall be whole, and you shall see a superhero movie unlike any superhero movie you have ever seen. Because James Gunn was given a giant budget and told to do whatever the frack he wanted. And I'm honestly here for it. (laughs) I'm honestly here for it. 
Now they're dropping hints like characters gonna be dying. It's a Suicide Squad movie, so yeah, characters are gonna be dying. But I don't know anything about it. Okay, so it's like a 70s war movie with superheroes. Okay, that's an interesting premise. Just telling me that James Gunn's doing it is kind of almost enough to get me just excited about it. Still not excited enough to go into a dark room with a bunch of strangers and poor ventilation and wait to see if I'm going to die two weeks later. Not that excited. But eh, to be fair to Suicide Squad, I, I really don't know what it would take to get me to go into the dark room with the poor ventilation to sit around with a bunch of strangers see if I might die later from it at all. So, okay. Coming to theaters, Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. It looks good. The Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn was a good movie. I liked parts of... The Suicide Squad. I, I think there was enough there that it's, it's it's okay. Like, as far as superhero movies go, like, there are quite a few much worse ones. Again, not, not, not a hard bar to leap over, but eh, they kind of managed it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm not excited. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best way to sum it up. I'm excited. I'm not excited. Because... Let's face it, you can only use a superlative so many times before it completely loses its meaning. And you have found a way to make this movie just meaningless gibberish in my head, because I don't know how many times you can have James Gunn say, I've never had this much freedom. I have never been given bags and bags and bushels and cart loads of money and told that I could do whatever it is that I want to do and then actually allowed to do it before I'm just like okay okay so this is like a James Gunn fever dream of a Suicide Squad movie okay fine I'm there I am there for it you had me at James Gunn direct Suicide Squad but this trailer to me it just it just goes way way too overboard because the the only thing that they forgot honestly is to have the entire cast standing around James Gunn flip off the camera and say f you disney because let's be honest that's what that trailer was it was wow look how much the mouse messed up because they listened to right wing nunnicks when they chose to lie and say bad things about James Gunn. And so we got him. Yay! And yes, James Gunn has made some very good movies, and I'm I'm particularly excited to see this movie. But it, it's very light on detail. You kind of get to see some of the characters that are going to be in it, but not enough for me to really know how I feel about that. Okay, we get the hints the characters are going to die. Uh, like I said, this is a Suicide Squad movie. I don't know what they could do at the stage in production that this is at to really drum up interest. I really don't. I, I think they're at a rock and a hard place where they're trying to do something to keep their share price up because this is going to be a hard year for all of the studios. 
and I don't think HBO Max is performing as well as they wanted it to. But again, by trying to overwhelm, I felt like they underperformed because you can only to say this is going to be the greatest unlike anything ever before before I just don't believe you anymore because I can't tell you how many times I've been to a movie that was supposed to be like I've never seen before and I could name like five other movies just like it for fans of this show you have probably been waiting the longest for me to talk about this Robert Pattinson's The Batman. I'm actually hype about this one. I have nothing bad to say about it. I really don't. Okay, I have one bad thing. I have one bad thing to say about it. I don't like the line, I am vengeance. When he asks him, who are you? And Robert Pattinson responds, I am vengeance. I'm not the biggest fan of vengeance Batman. Y'all know I'm a huge fan of the world's greatest detective Batman but I don't think I'm ever going to get that Batman again. I think that Batman is gone. But okay. Robert Pattinson looked really good. That goofy suit that they gave us stills of that looked terrible, in motion, it looked fine. It looked really good. I I do think that a lot of people are probably going to have to write apology letters to Holly Berry because... I love Zoe Kravitz, and I'm really excited to see Zoe Kravitz play Selena Kyle. But that Catwoman costume... <laughs> can we talk about that Catwoman costume? Because, you know, as, as they've been doing Catwoman wrong for a while. And I'm going to say that because, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer is the most iconic Catwoman in a lot of ways that they did. Because, you know, the patent leather and just Michelle Pfeiffer being Michelle Pfeiffer and licking all over everything. But, okay. Okay, so, fine, fine, fine. I will agree with the internet and Holly Berry's Catwoman costume. Well, I think it was fine. Okay, it was silly. And then we have that thing from Dark Knight Rises. And I love Anne Hathaway. But, oh, yeah, that Catwoman costume was not anybody's friend. But this one, like... This this is this is the Disneyland version of Catwoman, and I, I'm I'm not there for it, even though it's Zoe Kravitz. So, if if you want to hear me complain about one thing, there it is, there it is. I, I'm really curious where they're going with this. Again, I do wish they would stop doing the two villain movies because I feel like we get short shrifted. We don't get everything that we could get. But okay. It, it, it looks interesting. The, it's the Riddler and the Penguin. Fine. Colin Farrell's playing Oswald Cobblepot, which is an interesting choice. We'll see how that works out. Um, John Turturro is going to be playing Carmine Falcone, which is a really interesting choice because we'll see exactly what kind of a role he plays. I know people have been lo- losing it over the fact that this movie is going to debut a black James Gordon played by Jeffrey Wright and I'm fine with it I'm fine with it it doesn't matter to me James Gordon could be pretty much anything anything because he's he's James Gordon and maybe this will become the definitive James Gordon because I don't have 
a definitive Gordon in my head, except for the one from like the Batman, the Adam West Batman, because I grew up with it and it was funny, but I don't want that Gordon in everything. So I'm fine with it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. But Robert Pattinson really surprised me. His voice, I think, worked well. He looked good in the costume. Oh, that moment when he's standing without his cowl on and he's got the black makeup around his eyes. Whew. Okay, I was not, like, into Twilight or any of that stuff, because, I don't know, I I just wasn't. I mean, I should have been, because, you know, vampires and werewolves and hot, half-naked people, like, in movies, because that's what those movies were. I should have been in the Target market, but, yeah, I wasn't. I did watch them all, but, eh. That was only because a lot of people got really mad because I hadn't seen them. But I, I, I kind of get it. <laughs> I mean, Robert Pattinson, I mean, he worked. And my biggest regret is that they're not being bold with this because he is credited, at least on IMDb, as playing Bruce Wayne. And looking at him, looking at the way he is presented in this movie... I would much rather if this was set like after the events of Nightfall and Bruce Wayne has gone missing and Dick Grayson has taken on the mantle of the Batman. Because I don't know what it is, but I think there's something about the way he looks that reminds me a lot more of Dick Grayson than it does of the, of Bruce Wayne. But I'm not going to complain because you know Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman and he doesn't look like Bruce Wayne to me either. But I really liked it. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited about the one movie I thought I would be least excited about. So that's a victory, right? For me, the whole fandom event kind of fell apart. And yeah, I didn't really talk about the Black Adam because it's just a motion comic with The Rock's voice over it. And yeah, it's got Dwayne Johnson in it. I'm going to watch it. And he's a natural for Black Adam. So yeah, I'm going to watch it. Are these going to get me to go back to the theater? No, no. I don't think any of them are going to get me back into a theater anytime soon. Or even in the next couple years. I, I just don't... I don't... I cannot conceive of what will ever get me to go back into a theater. And I don't think I'm alone with that. And we'll see how well they perform because some people are pent up and miss the theater and want to go back, but I am not one of them. (laughs) So we, we shall see. And Black Adams, it's going to be interesting and we'll see what happens. Hopefully it follows in the footsteps of Shazam because For my money, I think Shazam was the best of the DC movies that we've gotten so far out of the current crop. It's fun, it's entertaining, and it it has a consistent tone all the way through. And I can't wait for Shazam versus Black Adam, because you know that movie's coming, and I am here for it. I I, I just can't wait. But it it was fine. And I want that to change. I know you're never going to hear this, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, any of you, because I'm a little nobody on the internet who has opinions. But as a huge fan, I do wish 
that there was a bit more TLC given to these characters, that there was a little bit more care and concern for the audience in them. Because I don't like that you're invalidating previous movies by bringing Steve Trevor back from the dead. And before anybody like writes in or uses the voice call-in thing to talk about times that he's returned from the dead in comics, yes, I, I, I get it. But that was one of the most powerful moments in that movie. And it's completely nullified now. So it, it's it's meaningless. It's meaningless. You're just going to be sitting there yelling at the screen, Diana, you're crying for nothing. Unless it turns out to be some kind of a secretly genius stroke, which I just don't feel that they're capable of doing anymore. This does feel to me like an also ran. It, it doesn't... I didn't get the excitement. I didn't get any of the energy that I wanted from it. It just felt flat to me. And as somebody who is a huge fan of these properties, it, it, it almost hurts for them not to be doing all of the things that I know that they're capable of doing. I know that they can make good movies. I know that they can because they've done it. It's just they're afraid to be themselves and so they're being everybody else. And if it's not... A, if you're not unique to yourself, then we don't need another copy. So, yeah, that's that. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing our World Building 201. We're going to be talking about Jungian archetypes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. If you uh, have a dollar, you can pass my way down in the show notes. You'll find a link to listener support, my Patreon, and my coffee account. It really does help out a lot, especially in these times, to be able to pay the bills. But I, I, I get it. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, just share something of mine that you think people will like. That helps out so much, because... The hardest thing to do in any creative industry is to get people to know that you exist. Thank you so much to everybody who's been so helpful over this t period of time. Uh, almost feels like a decade this year. Uh, until next time. Remember, Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter. We haven't changed anything. And I, I'm really afraid that we're not going to. We have to be out. We have to be loud. We have to be proud. Or they're not going to listen. And they really need to listen to us. Until next time, I hope you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.